Kia ora koutou. Hello everybody. No my hearty my. Welcome to Felony's Capscom, the podcast that's all about poetry. And this is season three, episode five. This season is entitled Food, Interesting Food. And today I have another guest. The guest for today is Glenn. Glenn is former flatmate, still very much current awesome friend. And we had a lovely chat that went on, I think, for an, over an hour. Um, and my whoopsie already this week before I've even started editing, which no doubt I'll mess up as well, is that the half an hour time limit had sailed past as we were chatting without me realizing. So some of the gold that we came up with was lost. So apologies for that. Hopefully it's still fun and still makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm about to read a poem and then you'll hear the chat I had with Glenn and then I'll be back at the end with a bit of an outro and some emails and things like that, which is exciting. So enjoy and see you on the other side. Okay, here I am with the online dice roller. There's only three poems left. So I'm hoping I roll a one to three. And it's a five, so I'm gonna roll again. Another five. This is good stuff. Two. And number two is Forks. I'm so glad because of the three poems, I could only find two of them. And Forks is one that I could find. Here's Forks. What's that you're jabbing into your dinner? Asked Carl. Well, this, I just invented it. I call it a fork, replied Stanley. Means you can get your food into your mouth without having to touch it with your hands. I'm also thinking of making one that cuts up the food and one that scoops liquidy. Stanley never got to finish his sour pitch as Carl snatched the implement and hurled it across the room. We'll continue to eat with our hands. Thank you very much. And the little note there was, I realise in a lot of cultures, people still eat with their hands and that's an important thing. So don't want to be disrespectful to anyone. It's really just a playful idea about the invention of cutlery, I guess, more than anything. And maybe about how some people are a bit resistant to change. So there we go. That was Forks. Kia ora, Glenn. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Uh, great, thanks. How are you? Good. That's not how you talk normally, is it? Um, how do I just talk normally? Yeah, that's... It's more sexy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Back to really? me. Intro question. If you had your own podcast, Glenn, what would your podcast be about? It'd be one of those podcasts where you just like look out the window and talk about things that you see. Or you're, like you're walking down the street and you're just naming the things that you see. There's already podcasts like that? I think so, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think old people like listening to podcasts like that as well. They're looking out the window, and so it really, they can do it when the lights are off, when the sun is down. Or when there's nothing good out of their can, window. Yeah, they can live vicariously through me, what I see out the window. Well, sounds like a great public service, Glenn. Um, let me know if it ends up happening. Um, yeah. So, Hey, do you want to um, be on a podcast with me? I'll tell you about it later. Other than the one we're doing right now? Yeah, it's, it's about looking out the window. We'll talk to you. I'll talk to you later. About okay. That. Yeah. When I, when I finally give up on this one, then we can start your one. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Um, 
All right, Glenn, what's, what food have you picked to talk about today on this series of food, interesting food? I've picked the most interesting and best food that there is. Food that I eat the most. And that is the humble bread. Oh, bread. That was a good build up as well, Glenn. Good <laughs> bready build up. Okay, hit me then. Hit me with your best bread story, anecdote, reason you love it, any, anything you want. Um, well, uh, uh, I don't really have an anecdote that's bread, bread related. Maybe I'll think of one. Um, I, I like it because I enjoy eating it, but I also enjoy making it. Oh. Um, you know, there's, there's not many good foods that I like to make from scratch, you know. Also, the idea of making bread based on whatever disgusting bacteria is present in your house really appeals to me. You know what I mean? Is that how making bread works? Yeah, yeah. And when you when you when you're making sourdough, for instance, the starter is just whatever whatever is alive in your house at the time, plus whatever's in the in the flour that you use. So you know how like there's that whole thing where people keep a genera- uh, a sourdough starter in their family for years and years and years. It's like their family sourdough starter, which yeah. also is, is not is not real. This sort of thing, in my opinion, it's just a collection of all the disgusting bacteria in the air from their house. So, yeah, essentially, when you're eating someone else's sourdough, it's all like their skin cells floating around in the in the, in the air. That's what gives it gives it its uh, delicious taste. So yeah, I feel like you've picked bread as your favorite food, and now now you're just trying to put. No, I'm trying to put you off, so that you've got more bread to yourself. Is that the plan? Yeah, pretty much. But hey, no, no, I'll, I'll make as much bread for you as you want. What's your best? What's your best sourdough? <laughs> My best sourdough, or um, I, I like the one where you put jalapenos in it. Nice. It makes it spicy. Spicy sourdough. And 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 a totally vegan cheese on top of it. That's what you do. Nice. Just vegan cheese melted in the oven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on top, like crusty top, and then jalapenos inside the bread. Nice. Slather some butter on there. Maybe a bit of peanut butter. And then sit down with a nice cup of tea and have a look out the window. That's what I like to do. And hit record, and there's episode one of your podcast done. Yeah, the first thing I decide to describe is what my bread looks like and what yeast is inside of it. How about a nice bit of sourdough and a homebrew beer? As a oh, yeast yeah, now we're just talking. A yeasty festival. Lovely. How about a, a sick wholemeal sourdough with a lovely warm stout? Now you're talking. It'll warm your cockles. Um. Yeah, now I'm wishing that for the other episodes, I'd have done like a pairing. So whatever food people picked, get them to pair it with a beverage. Or when Rachel picked the beverage, pair it with a food. That that would have been good. Maybe I'll do a, like a bonus content episode and ring everyone back and get them to do that. That'd be fun.
yeah. So yours or is a, pair it with a, a bread type. Oh yeah, yeah. Just narrow it down. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. <laughs> the best food. Well, how do you feel about bread? I've made my feelings very clear. Uh, <laughs> all right, Glenn. Quite <laughs> I've, I've laid it all out on the table here. You've Tell laid, me how you feel about bread. You've laid it's, down. You've laid important. down the wheaty gauntlet there. Um, oh yeah. I love bread. I think. I guess if you look at food that I consume the most of, I mean, bread is every day, right? For me anyway. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It'd be rare to not have bread in a day. Usually lunch, like sandwich or toast. And even the days I have something different for lunch, there's usually toast involved in the day at some point. What would be the other most, I'd say I eat a banana every day and oats because I have porridge or muesli. So oats is probably up there with most days. Yeah, so yeah. I go bread, oats, banana, and peanut butter, I think are my staples that are pretty daily. Um, rice. Rice for me. Oh, yeah. I think. A lot of rice with dinner or rice with, like, Japanese for lunch. Mm. That was a very common lunch for me. All the grains. Maybe I'm just a big grain fan. Grainy Glenn. Yeah, that's me. Um, that's what they call me at school. Is, are there any breads that you disapprove of or dislike? What about that, uh, like, weirdly not natural white bread you get from the supermarket? Like a tip-top white bread. Yeah. That's got a lot of sugar in it. I, I disapprove of that bread. It's not real bread. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little anecdote, Glenn, about white bread. We did um, a vegan sausage sizzle at the Murawai Matariki Festival a few weeks ago. And it was also name the weed stand. And if people could name three weeds, they got a free vegan sausage. And we overestimated and we had a bunch of donated white bread from a supermarket and there was loads left. So I took a whole loaf home, but it had already been buttered was the issue. So I thought you can't toast it because it's already got the butter on it. Um, but luckily one of my neighbors had given me a jar of homemade lime marmalade. And so I had marmalade sandwiches on white bread every day for a week. And it was like a nice treat, like a nice little dessert kind of thing. It was pretty fun. <laughs> yep. I thought you were going to say you got home and put hundreds and thousands on it and made some little fairy bread, little treat. Yeah. I think fairy bread's quite a New Zealand thing. So I think the English listeners might be like, fairy bread? What's fairy bread? Yeah, wait, did you never do that? What was the party, kids' party staple in England? Uh, I'll tell you what it was, and people may disagree. Um, party rings, which I don't think you have here, which is their biscuits, or well, their rings, their biscuits, yeah. and the top is just sugar, but some kind of magical, the patterns are magical, but also... You can just put your tongue on it and the whole top of it just dissolves onto your tongue and then you're left with a real average biscuit that you can either eat or just... Well, is there a hole in the biscuit? Yeah. What's the ring part of it? The biscuit. So like, it's like a ring and you can put your finger through it? Yeah, you can't eat the hole. Okay. It's, the hole is a lack of biscuit. Yes, okay, I was confused. I, I thought that would be the defining feature of the biscuit, not the mystical um topping oh okay yeah no it's like a donut but a biscuit 
I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, we, I think we had those, except they're, um, they were like covered in melted chocolate. We didn't have the, the, the magic theory dust on it. Yeah. Um, why are they called hundreds and hundreds and thousands, Glenn? Do you know? Because there's a lot of them, mate. <laughs> Fair enough. You know? <laughs> you, you don't put three of them on there. You're putting hundreds on there, sometimes thousands. Oh, okay. I've just realized that there might be a hundred on there. I've never counted them. On what? On fairy bread. You know what I mean? There might be dozens. There might be dozens. On like a slice of bread? Yeah, one slice of bread. You'd be over hundreds. I'd say you're pushing a uh, thousand on one okay, slice. Okay, hundreds, not thousands. So if everyone at your party, Glenn, is getting a slice of fairy bread. How many yep. how many guests are you having at your party if you want to break into the thousands barrier? Ooh, uh, okay, uh, triangle cut white bread. So half of a white bread. Okay. Um, one one piece each per person. Yep. This party's um, got rules. I'm inviting probably five friends over to break into a thousand. To get it to thousands, you know, you're talking you're talking a dozen friends. Oh, true. Thousands. One slice each. Yeah, yeah. We're, to we're talking at least yeah. two thousand now right, to get thousands. Yeah, no, one thousand is not hundreds and thousands. It's hundreds and thousand. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, I have little sausage rolls and stuff as well, so I might invite a few more friends over. Any other bread stories um, come to mind as we've been um, talking about uh, mainly thunder? Do you like the band Bread? I don't know the band Bread. Uh, um, they're pretty average. I just thought that you should know about the band Bread. Are they called White Bread? <laughs> um, I think it's a bunch of white guys, though. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, <laughs> yep, yep, they're pretty white. All right. So, say we, we started a band, Glenn, and, which we kind of did briefly for a while, or we had the idea of a band. Yeah, we played instruments in the same room a couple we times. We played instruments in the same room, yeah. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw some names out, Glenn, and you can veto them or say whether you're interested in them or not. Um, the tasty bagels. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, is bagels bread? Bagels is bread, yeah. Yeah, it's dough. Yeah, it's dough. It's dough. Doughy, deep fry. I should have said the bagel boys. Yeah, I was gonna say bagel boys. Bit of alliteration there. But that's a bit exclusive. We might want someone to join the band who's not necessarily a boy. Um, I regret this segment because I've got nothing else. Um, um how about? The Sakacha fellas. It's also a bit exclusionary, but it's a good bread too. Sakacha fellas, yeah. Okay. Um, Sakacha funk, because we'd be a funk band. Sakacha funk, I like it. Um, I'm just reading through the bread Wikipedia. One of the subheadings in this band's Wikipedia page is Can beginning I... and fame, split, split and reunion, following the breakup, final reunion, and then life after bread i don't like to think about that life after bread i thought you were on the wikipedia page for bread the food stuff Not for bread itself you yeah. can't go to bread from the bread wikipedia well there's no like <laughs> i don't reference the food bread and the band bread's wikipedia page 
I've got this article up, foodandwine.com. 20 bands. Oh, wait, it's not, it's not to do with bread specifically. 20 bands and musicians with food names. Okay. And, and how they got them. Want to have a guess? Ooh. There's one that you've got to get. Fish, except they don't spell it that way. Yeah, fish is there. T tomatoes, the tomato band. Oh, no, I think they were probably 21. I think they just got left out slightly. I, I can't even think of food right now. That's not bread. I'm gonna sing um, a I'm gonna sing a bass line to you, Glenn. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that was good. Um that sounded like battles. <laughs> I don't know if that's a food. Oh I, I think you'd make a lot of money if you could do um if you could beatbox battle songs, because I feel like that would be one of the hardest things to to do individually. Yeah, yeah. Um, Captain Beefheart. Oh, great one, but not on here. You're going to kick yourself so hard at this one that I'm that I failed to do an impression. Well, well, which, which end of the uh, alphabet am I, am I looking for here? Very close to the top end. Okay. Um, As in A, uh, not not, <laughs> not the the more refined a, letters. Um, Food A. Apple. Oh, it's not A. Fiona um, Apple. Fiona yeah. Apple. Fiona Apple's there, but I didn't mean it was an A. I mean, it's close to the A. <laughs> I thought you might meant um, it's the high end of the alphabet in terms of the more fancy. Like quality, yeah. like one of the better letters. What What would you say? Like the, T. T's what, a good letter. T's good. Do you think it's the vowels, though? Do you think they're kind of quite snobby? and? Uh, yeah, they're yeah, over, overrated, I reckon. What about zero? <sighs> Is there a musician named Stu? <laughs> uh, no, but Stu is close to one of them, number two of 20. <laughs> this pop punk band burst out onto the charts in the mid-2000s with 1985, their fun and colourful tribute to 80s pop culture. Ooh. It's like... I have no idea. Well, what, what, would, what would you call Stu if it was a bit thinner? Soup. Yeah, and say you had to earn this soup by a competitive game involving ten pins. Oh, bowling for soup. He's got it. I've never, never listened to them in my life. I'll put you out of your misery. These are the lyrics to the one you're going to kick yourself for. Okay, yeah. Reluctantly crouch at the starting line. Oh my god, cake. Yeah. Engines I pumping. I yeah, thought okay. I could sing the bass line, but I messed it up, didn't I? You sing the bass line. Do, do, do it again now that I have that context in my head. Do, 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 do. I think that's something else. It was reluctantly crouched at the starting line. So just one well, that's note. That's just what the word is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no change in pitch there. No, it's just one note. Let me guess another food themed band by their baseline of their most famous song oh crikey okay yeah, um, i love this game uh, <laughs> scrap the original oh this might work song stuff 
Um, it sounds like some kind of nursery rhyme, or uh, um, I have no idea. It was Black Eyed Peas. That was. Oh. Let's okay. get it started. I believe. Oh, Meatloaf was on there, Glenn. Oh. Yeah. Twelve. I ripped you off. Um. And I would do I can't think. I can't think of a. I can't think of a baseline, but maybe you'll get it from this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 please. Corn frontman Davis just happened to think of it. So. That's good. It's a good story. I wonder how many other bands' names came because someone thought of it. I'm going to put this out there. I think pretty much every band name was because they were like, oh, I thought of this name. All right. So we did had another boo-boo listeners and reached the time limit of half an hour because I'm in such a fun chat with Glenn here. This is a snowball. So Glenn chose snowball and it's where each line gets a word longer than the previous line. And the fur, the odd number lines are Glenn and the even ones are me. Uh, so this is what we came up with. Bread with jalapenos, a tasty treat, better than white bread, spicy, crusty, carbohydrates and fun toast that stuff and load cheese slice it up and cover with hundreds keep pouring if you want to make that thousands if you do you're sure to make many friends and then you can name your awesome band after it pretty good Hooray. Oh, i forgot um i was throwing shade on people that have bread pudding oh yeah Okay, last bit for today, Glenn, is for you to choose one of my pre-written poems and I'll read it out. Okay. And then you can feel free to comment on it. Um, so there's only a few left. Okay. We've got soup. Might go well with your bread. We've got forks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got crust. I mean, it's your choice, but the crust <sighs> is there. And we've got muffin left as well. So. Oh, man, I love a muffin, but uh, crust, it's got to be crust. I feel like you... You didn't have to do anything. You didn't even have to come on this podcast, but I feel like you kind of had to pick a crust. Yeah, that's meant to be. All right. I wrote it so long ago that I can't remember what it's about. And I can't find it, which is a, the bigger issue right now. <laughs> oh, here we go. Crust. Usually there's some little notes at the side for little funny intros, but there's nothing. So maybe this is just awful. Here we go. What are you, said the molecule of crust that was closest to the main part of the loaf, addressing its neighbour towards the centre. Wait, that doesn't make sense already. Yeah, it's towards the centre. All right, I'll go again. What are you, said the molecule of crust that was closest to the main part of the loaf, addressing its neighbour towards the centre. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm the normal part of the bread, replied its neighbour. Normal? You saying I'm not normal? Well, no, just, well, most of the bread isn't crust. What? The crust molecule looked around. 
Look, mate, from what I can see, you're the one who's not normal. Well, yeah, because you're in the crust. So that other side of you has heaps of your type. Oh, your type now, is it? Nothing against your type. Those humans love a crunchy crust. Well, most of them. Most of them carry on. Well, it's just I heard that some people use us to make sandwiches, but they chop the crusts off. If the crust molecule could have gasped, it would have done so now. Well, if they chop us off, doesn't that make you the new crust? Mm, doesn't work like that, mate, sighed the neighbour. There was a pause before the crust molecules summoned. I couldn't read that. There was a pause before the crust molecules summoned the courage to ask, what's a sandwich? The end. Outstanding. Outstanding. I, I quite enjoyed reading that one. I think I wrote it so long ago that I forgot. Um, yeah, that's quite a fun one to read. You, you know what I never got? Why? My poetry? Why? <laughs> why do parents tell their kids that they have to eat the crust to make their hair go curly? Hmm. You know, what if that's not fashionable? Do they tell them that they have to eat the crust to make their hair go straight because that's more fashionable? You have to eat your crust to make your jeans go skinnier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good point, though. I wonder what parents what do parents tell their kids will happen to them if they eat their crust now. They won't get COVID. <laughs> I would totally do that to my kids. There's, there must be people out there who have done that. Um Email in if you have listeners. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks, Glenn. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. And it's been a lot of fun. Have a good day, buddy. I'll see you on um, episode one of Phil and Glenn looking out the window, the new podcast. Can't wait for Phil and Glenn looking out the window. Let me know when you need me oh, and yeah. I'll be there. All right, mate. Cheers, Glenn. See you. Namahi Nui, thank you so much for listening to Season 3, Episode 5. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, do feel free to get in touch if you've got some favourite breads, some least favourite breads. I'd love to hear any band names that you could come up with um, that are related to food, bread especially, for a bonus. Um, so you can email me on philandhiscapsicum at gmail.com or message me on Instagram, also Phil and his capsicum. And that is something that a few people have done lately, which has been cool. One of which is my mother. So good on your mama Margets for getting involved. Um, was it saying the WhatsApp message? Listen to your second podcast, avocado emoji, very entertaining, exclamation mark. I feel I should like avocado more than I do. I used to have avocado and Marmite sandwiches. Um, there we go. So don't feel bad, Mum, for not liking avocado um, more than you do. Um, she also wrote, also donated blood last week and had a pint of lemon squash and some biscuits after. Taste of childhood. There we go. So a throwback to episode one there with my cousin Rachel when we talked about cordial. Of course, squash. Let's not get back into the whole many, how many syllables in cordial, cordial debate. Um, but thanks, Mum, for the messages and for being my mum and everything you've ever done for me. I love you very much. And just trying to find the other message I got was from my good old friend Rowan. And Rowan 
sent me a message saying playing catch up listening to some episodes of this series and he's backing me up on the again the squash episode of neighbors and one of the twins was dared to down the squash in a bet the brother said don't do it because nobody knew she was diabetic but she did it and got poorly exactly like you said thanks Ryan for backing me up my next message was I knew it um, explosion emoji don't know why I did that one do you remember their names question mark Danny and Brett is what I'm thinking um, and then he didn't reply to me about that but he did reply to my other question which I won't reveal on air because that might be a bit of a spoiler so thanks Rowan for that so yeah do get in touch if there's something you'd like to share or if something made you laugh or if something made you cry or anything really I'm always here for that kind of thing uh, thanks as always to Jacob for the awesome music for this series and Angus for the artwork and that's it for this week I'll be back for probably the final episode episode six next time so until then Kakite.